great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A number of issues this morning, but of course we are starting with the Trump raid. If they didn't find enough evidence, let me be clear, to send Trump to jail, they have probably handed him a return trip to the Oval Office. So either you got the goods and you can prove it, and that's even questionable, or you have just probably handed Donald Trump a return trip to the Oval Office. The Justice Department just made Trump a martyr. The Justice Department just raised the former president larger than life. Whatever the FBI was looking for, it has got to be big, very big, and important to justify this unprecedented action against a former president of the United States, even even Democrat Andrew Cuomo is calling this out. Yes, that Cuomo, who was both clashed with and worked with Trump during his presidency, that Andrew Cuomo says the Department of Justice, and I am quoting here, must immediately explain Trump raid or risk undermining January 6th probe. The FBI even went through the wardrobe, apparently, of the former First Lady of the United States of America. 24 hours later, and it's still incredible to me what happened as it relates to the Mar-a-Lago estate of the former president of the United States. The battle, so that's one story, and I see all of your calls. We're about to start them in just a second. The battle between New York City Mayor Eric Adams and the governor of uh, Texas, Governor Abbott, it's a lot of going back and forth. A bus is arriving, or buses, from Texas to the Port Authority this morning. Mayor Adams uh, suggests that he may bus New Yorkers to Texas to campaign against Abbott for the good of America. Adams says he's deeply deeply considering, I'll figure out the word in a little bit, uh, deeply considering taking a busload of New Yorkers to go to Texas and do some good old-fashioned door knocking because we have to, for the good of America, we have to get him out of office. And... To those of you to say, Dominic, why why do you talk about crime all the time? Why do you discuss crime? Well, subway thefts have soared almost 90%. 90% year-to-date compared to the same period in 2022. So overall, major transit crime, including rapes, robberies, and felony assaults, increased 52% in the same time period over last year. And I, I see a lot of you want to discuss this situation with uh, President Trump, but I'm also going to try to get to, you know, those outdoor uh, sheds uh, that restaurants have been using. 
I want to focus, if I have time somewhere during the course of this hour, to focus on a Manhattan restaurant owner. I could not believe what I was looking at in terms of the video uh, from the New York Post. But you see in the video a woman in one of these um, outdoor sheds for a restaurant in the village performing oral sex on a man, literally, in the corner of the shed, of of these outdoor uh, sheds. And, And I'm of the belief that all of them should be knocked down and taken down. They block traffic. Uh, they're an eyesore. Uh, they 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 are great for the rats, and now apparently they're great for sex, for sex out in the open. She claims the city is not doing anything. She being the restaurant owner to help her, and she claims that the police precinct uh, is is not as concerned about the issue as they should be. But think about that for a second, folks. The next time, no offense that you are sitting in one of these outdoor sheds eating food that someone before you or the night before may have been in there having sex or engaging in oral sex. That is the reality of the world we live in. Let's start with the telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start this morning with Mark in Kentucky. Good morning, Mark, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hey, buddy. How you been? I'm doing well. Good. Go right ahead, please. Good. Uh, Dominic, I have three things I want to say. Your show needs to be extended for another hour because you're amazing. The the callers are amazing except stand. And I'll go to the next one. Uh, Donald Trump is our president of the United States when he runs again. Because you said it, they made, they they stored up a firestorm, and he's going to be president. There's no question. The bottom line is, how are we going to settle this down? How are we going to You're get correct. along and You're not correct. argue You're, with each other? You are correct, and Mark. The last thing I want to say, thank you for having a stroke victim on your radio. I'm a stroke victim, and you allow me to say what I say, and I appreciate you. Well, Mark, I I appreciate you. Stroke or no stroke, a health condition or no no health condition, I strongly believe in letting people have their say. And so I will take everyone's telephone calls. I just have two little rules, and thank you for the the comment, Mark. The first rule is it's really a turnoff when folks uh, identify themselves as someone else and use a fake name and so on, because we, we're going to catch it. And when we catch it, then we're not going to take your call. So that's one turn off. The second turn off is when it gets personal. When it gets personal, that's when, you, you know, we, we have to say, okay, enough is enough. Um, but other than that, you folks, you can say from all over the country, you listen to this program, you know we take calls from all over America, and I welcome and embrace each and every one of you. But make no mistake about it. No mistake about it. Trump has been made a martyr now. And either you got the goods to lock him up, or he is probably headed for a return to the Oval Office. Whether you like that or don't like it, let's say for argument's sake that you don't like it, right? Dominic, how could you say that? Because the Justice Department has woken up a sleeping giant, and that is the American people that believe in Mr. Trump. And I just can't believe that the Justice Department would badly or uh, think about how this would be viewed from the public unless they got goods that we don't know anything about yet. And that's possible. That's possible, but we will see. Frank in Staten Island, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I do, and good morning, yeah. I guess I wanted to respond to the phone call of Stan last night when he was talking about, like, the, the, this this catchphrase, no one is above the law. Uh, I remember when, they, when the Congress was, Everyone, every Democrat was saying that over and over again. No one is above the law. Really? Really? It seems to me there are many Democrats who maybe, maybe they are above the law, like Hunter Biden. He seems to be above the law. Nobody touches him. What, what about, like, all the criminals, the 
Bail Law. Seems like these people are above the law. What about someone, a person like Edward Snowden or Maxine Waters with a big mouth or even Ocasio-Cortez? It seems like all of these people are above the law. Nobody wants to investigate them hmm. because, you know, Democrats are in power. And, you know, I am a Democrat. I mean, I'm a registered Democrat, but I'm voting R all the way because I'm tired of my party. Well, Frank, uh, just about everything you said there, uh, we can check the box that you were indeed uh, accurate. And when you consider the situation with Hunter Biden and the FBI is going to raid a former president of the United States and Hunter Biden is standing there, when we all know when it's all said and done, does anyone with a serious face really believe that hunt that this investigation into Hunter Biden is going to go anywhere. Does anyone really believe that, or is the reality they're going to beat the clock, run out the clock? We're investigating, 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 on and on and on and on and on, and then President Biden leaves office, leaves office, and then that's that. Let's go to um, let's see here. Let's go to Shea. Is it Shea in, in on Long Island? Good morning. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? Good. Go right ahead, please. Yeah, so regarding the, the Trump um, raid, like 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 everyone said in the past, it's, it's horrible. I mean, it's unheard of for a former sitting president to have an FBI raid, 27-plus agents raiding his home like he's a criminal. It's, it's really, like, like, sickening, and it's, like, really scary because, you know, with this new hiring of these, these 27, these um, new IRS agents and so on, anybody who's a Republican or has money today should be scared. We don't know who's next because, I mean, the DOJ is just doing whatever the hell they want right now. Well, uh, I, I, I hear you, and I, I thank you for the call. Um, I appreciate the call. Um, it, this is all going to be very, very interesting. And um, I, I just hope that the Justice Department uh, realizes what has happened here. Because uh, the the giant of the American people, people, the American public, the American people are not stupid, are not stupid. And you can, the American people can tell immediately when something's on the up and up and when it's not. And right now, the Justice Department is losing in a big way that argument of whether or not this is on the up and up. And in the 24 hours that has happened uh, since this news broke, there there is no doubt now that uh, if, if you thought that, that Trump was going to be smeared and that this would hurt him, it's been the exact opposite. And now all of these constitutional arguments are starting about, well, if you're accused of a crime, can you run for president? If you're convicted of a crime, can you run for president? We all know the Constitution does not address that issue at all. And so I'm not a constitutional scholar, but it seems like even with the conviction, he could run. And I'm, I'm making a huge jump uh, in terms of what uh, what may happen here. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 uh, WABC. Let's go to Mike. Mike is up in Lake George, beautiful Lake George, New York. Good morning, Mike. Top of the morning, Dominic. Beautiful Lake George. And before I get started, I got to give a shout out to you and where my son went. Let's go Cortland Red Dragons. He was a wide receiver. And he's 27 now. Let's go. Wow. Wow. And he's 27 <laughs> now. Well, I, I, w- yeah. I wish him luck. And um, Cortland was a great place for me to get my undergraduate education. Syracuse was great oh, yeah. for grad school as well. Go right ahead, Mike. You know, Dom, I've been listening to you, and I'm glad I woke up because I wanted to touch base and call you. Um, what's going on, you know, in our country, the state of affairs, outrageous. Um Donald Trump may very well be investigated, and Donald Trump uh, may very well be uh, uh, running again for president. Isn't it ironic that we have uh, the Democrats, Joe Biden, what he's done, he's uh, a scam artist, a shakedown artist with his son, Hunter. 
and Hunt up may very well be investigated. And isn't it uh, ironic that he's got convenient amnesia, uh, uh, Hunter Biden, with his laptop? He uh, outrageous, man. And isn't it uh, also uh, outrageous that um, Donald Trump, when he was running, the country was in a great state uh, of being. You know, everything was going well. But um, whether it's the fake news, as Donald Trump called it, uh, any network you listen to, uh, they don't take um, uh, uh, they don't take anything uh, for granted, you know. And you don't hear anything about the Democratic Party on a negative note, and that is so outrageous, okay? With uh, what's happening, and future generations will be uh, experiencing uh, a lot of heartache after what we're going through now. It's it's really sickening. Uh, I grew up in the 60s. I'm 68 years of age, you know, with violence and uprisings and everything else. Uh, it's it's a terrible state of affairs. And uh, let's hope Joe Biden and his cronies, and especially his son, they belong in handcuffs and behind bars. You know, Dom? Well, Mike, I, I appreciate your call. Uh, we'll see how this all plays out. Regards yep. uh, to your son as a uh, Cortland graduate, former wide receiver. Thank you for the call. And and I hope you enjoy Lake George. I haven't been up there for many, many years. Um, I went a couple of times with my family and I I remember going out on a lake on a, uh, I think they call them a platoon boat or something like that. And pontoon, pontoon. And you know, it was, it was great, but I haven't been up there since my kids were little. And so I guess it's time for me to um, head to uh, Lake George again. So I see we have a call from Neil on Staten Island as it relates to those sheds, those restaurant sheds. Good morning to you, Neil. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. I, you know, I'd like to know where that restaurant is. It's when the waiter comes and says, uh, would you like dessert? I say, oh, you're darn right I want dessert. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, unbelievable, Dominic. I mean, can, can you can, can you believe, Neil, that this is happening? I mean, if you look at the post, don't believe me. Go to the post website, and I believe they blurred the um, the faces, but you literally see the woman. I didn't realize at first what I was looking at, but you have this guy laying on his back in the outdoor shed at the restaurant, and you have this woman leaning over him. And if you look carefully, you know what happens in oral sex. And that's exactly what she's doing in broad daylight in the restaurant uh, shed. It's unbelievable. You know, years ago, I drove a check cab and I was taking people through Central Park at night. And all of a sudden, the, the, the car shaked. And I look in the rear view mirror, having sex in the back of the car. I jumped out of the car. I threw him out of the car in the middle of the park. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, I gotta clean up. I gotta clean the car up. It's my car. It's right, 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 right. I, 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 I'm sorry, Neil. I didn't, I didn't mean to laugh there, but uh, I can imagine you, you've got to deal with the cleanup and all of that stuff. Ill. Let's go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Let's say good morning to Vincent. Good morning, Vincent, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Thank you, Dominic. Listen, I love your callers. I love you. Great show. Love I mean, you too, your Vincent. Callers make the show. I agree. Now, the that, callers do make the show. You better believe it. Dominic, I, I'm from New York, born and raised in New York. I'm in Myrtle Beach. I got out of the, I got out of New York a few years ago. But what I'd like to call you about is we, we, they bugged Donald Trump when he was running for president in 2016. His apartment in Trump Plaza was bugged. He had to get out of there. Now, who's to say the FBI didn't go into, go into the Florida Mar-a-Lago and bugged the crap out of this, uh, out of the hotel. We don't know what the FBI did in there. Plus, we don't know if they can produce any type of evidence to try to get a, uh, an indictment on, uh, on on President Trump. Now, uh, now the other thing I wanted to mention, Dominic, is we know Biden doesn't have the sense to do this. Who's behind this? Who orchestrated this? Who pulled the plug? Who who got this? Who got the ball rolling to go to to, to do this? That's what I'd like to know, Dom. Any 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 suggestions on that? Well, Vincent, it's a uh, it's a great question. Uh, a couple of questions that that you raise. A couple of issues you raise there. 
Number one, that's why having counsel present is good for law, infest, law enforcement as well to to fight against the allegation that something may have been planted. Um, that that and so for for a, a a raid like this to occur, and the uh, president's attorneys not uh, allowed to be on location, forced to stand outside. It, it just it just doesn't pass the smell test. And uh, whoever okayed this should have talked to uh, a public relations team as well to, to look at the optics of how this will look. Because right now, it does not look good at all. Thank you so much, Vincent, and uh, Myrtle Beach, another great place. I haven't been to Myrtle Beach in a while. Um so I, you folks have me. I want to. I want to go to Lake George. I want to go to Myrtle Beach. I want to go back to the Poconos. I want to go everywhere. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Before we take a break, let's see here. Let's take our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Hey, you got to go to uh, upstate and uh, you and get some rolls. So you want to go here? You want to go there? Get some cake for us, you and me. <laughs> From the, the rock, get some cake from the Rockland Bakery. Yes, that's it, baby. The Rockland that's Bakery. the place. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we got to eat after all this garbage. Anyway, look, I'm with you on this thing. I'm going to burn these things outside. I got them in Forest Hills. They're terrible, but I don't, they're not doing what they're doing in the city. The sheds, the restaurant yeah, sheds. I got them here, and it's, I mean, it's terrible. I think, that the, is it a statute that they have to... Does the mayor have to get rid of them, or how does it work? I don't know. Well, all, all I really know, Stan, is that it started under de Blasio. Yeah, right, de Blasio's right, right. argument was that it, it, it kept uh, New Yorkers employed when, you know, when you couldn't go inside and so on. So the argument may have made sense then. Right, right. But now, but now things are so out of control where you have people, mostly uh, bums, if you will, right, yeah. having sex why they don't do that here in Forest Hills? I gotta say they don't. They eat like pigs, but that's another story. But uh, we got a couple of them here. I just I think they're eyesores. You're right. I see them in the city. I think they take up valuable space where maybe their cars could be. But uh, will the mayor have to do it? Will he make the? He's the one that says get rid of them or what? Well, the the city agency that handles it. I don't know which one that is right now at the top of my head stand, but I'm sure the mayor will weigh in on this. But the mayor has a uh, an even bigger problem with uh, crime thefts oh, yeah. up ninety percent in the subway system. Let I me mean, just tell you quickly. I was I had to be in. I was at the Meadowlands in New Jersey, and I had to take the subway seven thirty eight in the morning. Took it, he trained all the way down to the 42nd Street Port Authority, got in there, and there were a couple of uh, weird lunatics there and so forth, but uh, I managed to get on the bus and got to uh, New Jersey to the Meadowlands. But uh, there were some people uh, on the train They were taking up sleeping on the train. I didn't see any police there. I guess it was a Saturday, just as one day, but I didn't see any police at all. Nowhere to be seen. I don't know. That was a Saturday, by the way. Well, anyway. well, Stan, I, I appreciate the call week, as, as always, and, and we'll get you that cake. Thank you for the uh, for the call. And, you know, to Stan's point, folks, I just had this conversation this week um, uh, at, at my house. So, it, I mean, and, and this is a private conversation, but I, I'm using it as an illustration. So I, I said to my wife and son, I said, listen, I have a um, – I have a throat doctor's appointment uh, Wednesday on the Upper West Side. We we haven't really gone out to lunch in Manhattan lately. Let's get together and, you know, and let, let's go have lunch, right? And, you know, and, and so my wife and son have lunch while I go to the doctor, Upper West Side, beautiful, enjoy, enjoy Manhattan. Then we escape, notice the word I use, escape, and go back to Rockland. But I had to explain that if we do this, I don't want you walking around the Upper West Side. I want you to just stay in the restaurant. I will drop you off in the restaurant, walk you in, and then I will pick you back up from the restaurant. That's how bad things are. Because things have changed in New York where, if we're being honest, there there was a time when you may see a mentally ill person or someone mumbling to themselves and you feel bad for them. But you didn't have to worry. Nowadays, nowadays, 
if you let them get too close to you, we, we've all heard the stories of mentally ill people just hitting other individuals or even worse, slashing them. So the lunch idea that I wanted to have uh, tomorrow, I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe we'll just eat in Rockland. Now think about that. So the money we're going to spend in New York City, that's now going to go to the economy in Rockland when that's money we wanted to spend in New York City. We are continuing to discuss the Trump raid and a number of local issues. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we're going to New Jersey, Yonkers, Maine, Brooklyn, and Sheep's Heads Bay. I'll be right back. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poorest part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The Trump raid and Mayor Adams and Governor Abbott of Texas. It's his fault. It's his fault. No, blame him. No, blame him. Regarding the migrant situation, buses, as I speak, are en route to New York from Texas. The mayor made the mistake the other day. I I can't understand why he would show up and greet the migrants coming off the bus. I don't see, I guess it's a play to to his far left uh, supporters. But if I'm advising the mayor, I, I would say, Mr. Mayor, you may please a handful on the far left but you're going to piss off all the people of the city that are your actual constituents. And so uh, this battle was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Listen to Governor Hochul on this issue talking about Governor Abbott of Texas. It is unconscionable that a governor would treat human beings as pawns in his chess game to score political points. Governor Hoku, and this is Mayor Adams from the other day. It's just a mean and cruel thing that he's doing. Be a true American. I don't think anything is more anti-American than shipping people on a bus, 45-hour trip, uh, without any of the basic needs. So what's unfair about it? It's basically an unfunded mandate on the uh, taxpayers of Texas that the Biden administration is letting the migrants come in illegally and the people of Texas have to foot the bill. And Abbott has said, I've had enough. You deal with it in Delaware. You deal with it in Washington. You deal with it in New York. We're going to put them on a bus and send them to you. So I, I just see it as Abbott is giving them a taste of their own medicine considering that this has been an issue, the border, for what, many, many, many years, with with Texas having to fund uh, food, shelter, baby formula, on and on and on and on and on. Let's continue with the telephone calls. John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, I sent you an email and also CC'd Rita on this. Okay, John, I, I need you to get to the point. I don't need to hear about an email. Please get to the All point. Right. Alan Dershowitz said that subpoenas should have been issued and not not the raid. And and not not and that that one quick point one. Two is it seems like all the Republicans are gathering together now. And they're demanding answers from the Justice Department, including uh, former Vice President Mike Pence. Okay, so so what's your point, John? I suspect that this is going to be helpful to the Republicans, not just for the 2024 campaign, but I think in the midterm elections as well. I I agree with you. I I agree with you. I think that... And thank you for the call, John. I think that, um, and folks, uh, 
you know, I, I have to say this because I get emails in the middle of the night, Dominic, you know, you're, you're being unfair. You always favor Republicans. It's not that I favor Republicans. I'm calling it the same way an umpire would. Strike. Ball outside. Strike right down the middle. That curveball broke across the plate. Strike three. You're out. It, I'm not talking as a partisan. I am telling you as someone, frankly, that's real good at predicting these situations of the way I see it. And right now, the the Democrats have almost stepped on a landmine, whether they realize it or not. Because even the Democrats that didn't have anything to do with this, you're going to be guilt by association, the entire party. Unprecedented, unprecedented move of raiding a former president of the United States of America, and you have just made him a martyr. Because at every campaign speech, we already know the crowds that he draws. You better believe you just gave him fodder to focus on in his campaign speech. And it's going to go something like this. Ask yourself, why does the Justice Department, I'm giving my Trump take here, Why does the Justice Department want to make sure that I'm gone? Why does the Justice Department, why did they take the unprecedented move to raid my home and go through my wife's private wardrobe? What was in my wife's wardrobe? That's basically what's going to be in the campaign commercial when Trump runs, and that's what he's going to uh, say, uh, state to state, city to city. And that's when the crowd is going to explode in terms of uh, applause and support and leave re-energized more than ever to vote for Donald Trump. That's not a partisan statement. That's the reality, folks, of where we stand right now. Let's go to Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Dominic, always a pleasure, Dominic, to uh, to talk to you. Dominic, Ma- Maggie Hab- Haberman, I Maggie believe, Haberman. had a hey, Haberman, thank you, had a had an expose on Donald Trump ripping up documents, throwing in the toilet, and actually had the nerve to 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 uh, put a picture of her toilet. If this is the way they operate, they being the Democrats, if this is the way and the media operates, it's going to make Donald Trump's base stronger. It's going to make people who never liked him like him, and like you said, a martyr. And uh, Donald Trump will win, will become the next president of the United States, uh, just like Grover Cleveland did in the early, in the late uh, 19th century. He'll be the first, not second non-consecutive president of the United States. Dominic, have a good night. Thank you. Um, and you know the the situation with Maggie Haberman. She's someone that I've known. Um, uh, when I was on New York Wine, I used to have her on all the time, uh, but before she went to uh, CNN. And the Maggie Haberman-President Trump relationship is one that's very complicated, meaning that they have basically had a love-hate relationship in terms of their coverage. Maggie Haberman was the reporter that President Trump, from the New York Times, that President Trump often turned to to get his message out. And so now I don't know if they're feuding, but I can say this, uh, that Maggie Haberman is a a good reporter. Um, So I I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know that the Trump people are not happy with her right now. She's a big reporter at the uh, at the New York Times. We we will uh, we will see uh, as, as this all unfolds. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, first thing, one of your uh, recent callers made reference to Professor Dershowitz. What I don't think your audience understands or realizes is the point that Professor Dershowitz was making as to why the um, search warrant was executed instead of a subpoena is because if the subpoena was executed, then President Trump's lawyers would have to turn over whatever dominant, whatever documents they would have asked for, the FBI would have asked for. And in doing so, they would have to provide providential immunity to the president so that any information that he provided them with, any documents, even if they were incriminating, under the Fifth Amendment, for him, 
he would have to uh, not self-incriminate by turning over those documents. So that was the difference between executing a search warrant and or versus a subpoena. And the other thing is, I don't know if you heard it, you probably did, uh, another caller called into Rita and brought up a very good point. With the search warrant, they could search for anything. They may have been searching for any kind of information regarding January 6th that would completely destroy their dog and pony show. But the one thing that they failed to realize is that President Trump is very smart. If there were any such documents, there would be multiple copies of those that they would never be able to find and destroy. So my personal opinion is, number one, like a lot of people have been saying, they were trying to incriminate President Trump so that he wouldn't be able to run for president. But the president has the highest security level and retains that security level for the rest of his life, for the duration of his life. And with that security level, he has the ability at will to declare any document he wants, either classified or has the authority to declassify while and while he's the president, but not not once he leaves office. He does not have that authority once he leaves office. But continue. Right. But then there wouldn't be a federal prosecutor in the country that would be able to prosecute him based on that. So it it, it, it the, the bigger picture is even more so than preventing him or attempting to prevent him to run for presidency again, I think is to distract from the Inflation Reduction Act, or as I think it should be more appropriately called, the U.S. Destruction Act, which gives the IRS 600% greater budget than what they already had of $12 billion now it's going to be almost $100 billion. Well, Jacqueline, I, I thank you for the call. And I, I listened carefully to what you just said. And, and this is why all of this is so destructive. Because in your comment, Jacqueline, you touched on several different issues as it relates to Professor uh, Dershowitz, who is a genius. But because he says it, that still doesn't make it law. That doesn't make it right. At the end of the day... For as great a scholar as Professor Dershowitz is, you know, it's still his opinion. He's an expert. And so all of these all of these issues, and thank you for the call, Jacqueline, have been like a can of worms has, has been opened. And, you know, as I'm listening to Jacqueline and I'm, think, I'm thinking about the raid, I feel bad for the on-premise Secret Service agents. Can you imagine... Now, either they got a heads up minutes beforehand or or you're 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 because even when the president is not there, they have to maintain the residence. So all of a sudden you're the agents at the residence and you're told by another team of Secret Service agents, heavily armed agents, stand down, stand down. The lawyers would apparently the Justice Department lawyers were there to also tell them to stand down. But can you imagine that it is your job to protect the president, in this case, his premises, because he wasn't there. And here comes another team of agents uh, executing a raid. Now, remember, again, folks, this has never happened before in American history. So you're on duty, and here comes another team of Secret Service agents. They've got to quickly prove that they're agents, and you're told to stand down. And you're scratching your head saying, what is going on here? Dominic Carter with You Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. And, of course, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and, of course, more of your telephone calls. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. 
Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I'm thinking about 19-year-old Derek Chen. 19-year-old Derek Chen. He is no longer with us. Shot to death by a mugger in a Brooklyn BJ's garage. Gone. And this young man was planning his future and his family, as you would imagine, they're having a very hard time dealing with this, understanding uh, what happened. And so what we know is that Derek Chen, the young man, hated bullies. And so his friends are not surprised to hear that he fought back against an armed man during a a robbery in the BJ's uh, parking lot. The battle cost Chen his life, 19 years old, and he's gone. I'm also thinking about the woman punched without warning on the Brooklyn subway train by a stranger who told her, quote, I hate Mexicans. A woman was attacked on a Brooklyn train by a complete stranger. I don't know what's going on with this phenomenon of complete strangers, but it's got to stop. And, folks, I am telling you, as someone that was there when it happened, okay, we are reaching the Bernie Getz moments where people are going to get fed up and they're not going to take it anymore. And then when someone strikes out and strikes back, then here comes all the live trucks. Oh, oh, you executed that person. They didn't do anything wrong. They, 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 they were going to get a scholarship to Harvard. That's the way it sounds. But we are reaching that point. So a vicious, unprovoked assault. Now the woman says she's scared to go out anywhere. She doesn't want to be named. She says, I'm so mad and scared. But this victim had a trick for her attacker, the 41-year-old woman. uh, This was on a Manhattan-bound Q train at the Newkirk Avenue station in Flatbush about 8.45 a.m. Monday. So the woman sat next, next to her and then just started punching her. The woman was on her phone, cell phone, chatting. The stranger stood up and just punched her multiple times in the face. But the trick that the woman had for her attacker is she asked her, why did you hit me? And the woman said, I hate Mexicans. And then the attacker fled at the 7th Avenue station in Park Slope. But the quick thinking victim managed to get cell phone photos of the suspect before she left. So now this rocket scientist, you have the hate crimes unit of the NYPD looking for you. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. That's the amount of time until the handcuffs is on the, um, this, um, this, uh, I was going to say young lady, but I don't know what I'll call her, uh, that attacked this, uh, th- this woman here. Dominic Carter here with you until the top of the hour here on Talk Radio 77 uh, WABC. Let's see here. Let's go to Audrey, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. I just have a few things that's bugging me here. Um, the um, the um, the bus the, the immigrants that are bused here from um, Texas. I just think that's really inhumane. They didn't have no food or anything, and I just think it's sort of um, it looks bad for the governor of Texas, considering he didn't tell the truth about the um, shooting into schools. Okay, okay, wait, wait, Audrey. So let me ask you a question. Let me push back a little bit here. So you are now, Madam Audrey, you are the oh. governor of Texas. <laughs> And, and Madam Governor, your state has been paying dearly, been paying dearly for all of these migrants, which is not your problem, but they became your problem. So, Madam Governor, how are you going to handle this problem? And more importantly, Madam Governor, what do you say to your constituents here in Texas? Wait a minute. Am I the governor of Texas you're, you're, or New York? You're the governor of Texas. Oh, well, I don't want that job. Right, but but you got that job. Well, see what I'm trying okay. to say. What I'm trying to say, Audrey, is that if but you're you if you're avid, people, when immigrants came from all these other different countries, Afghanistan, oh. you 
But they, uh, they weren't treated like that. I just think it's wrong, but, you know, it's so, just something wait, Audrey, Okay, to. okay, so Audrey, so let, let's just say you're right and I'm wrong. Let's just say it's wrong to treat them that way, right? Everybody. But, okay, but wait, 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 Audrey, so who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for what? Oh, see, we, the, the money. <laughs> who's going to pay to put pay a roof on their head? What, what happens What happens if, 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 um, if, if one of the migrants is, is pregnant and, and, and we don't know yet? And now it's several thousand dollars for her to deliver that baby. What about the education for the kids? What about the food? Who's going to pay for all this? Well, because they're they're from whatever the South American countries, and they're not from Europe, or Afghanistan. Then then it's a problem for this. I just don't understand the separation of that. And one other thing, Eric Adams and the, the greeting, hmm, oh well and good. And Trump, if he becomes president, I'm moving to Mars. And it wasn't a raid. Thank you for taking if, my call. If, wait, if Trump becomes president. I'm moving to Mars. But, but Audrey, Audrey. Oh, in the hell. But wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, Audrey, you're a reasonable person. I, I want to ask you this, and we have a, a ton of calls, but I really want to ask you this because I know you'll be straight with me. Can you tell me with a straight face that things were not better in our country under Trump than what we have now? They were not better. They never will be better. And come on, the man stole the records from the um, archives. But you know what? It's, it's up to the citizens as long as they don't start no civil war like they're putting on online now, which is ridiculous. But well, thank you, Dominic. Well, Audrey, I, I, I have a lot of respect for you, and um, and I appreciate your call. And, Madam Governor, thanks for playing <laughs> along. And uh, but, but, Audrey, you know, sometimes yeah. you, you got to put yourself in the other person's shoes. So so I want you to think about that sometimes. You know, when, when you're reacting the way Adams should respond, what about Abbott? What about the other side, the Texas governor, the situation that they are in? But I do appreciate your call. Thank you, Audrey. Lots of calls. Uh, Frank Morano and I are going to get to your calls in just one second. Frank joins me right now. Good Hello, morning Dominic. to you, Mr. Morano. What's going on? Uh, another day. Absolutely. Another dollar. Another bobblehead doll. <laughs> I am now the proud owner of a uh, Dominic Carter bobbing, bobbing head doll, which uh, I cannot wait to set up in my office. Very yeah, nice. Bobble, 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 bobble. That's bobble. right. It's the only way I can get you to uh, nod in agreement with me. <laughs> but but what happens when, when you're mad at me for something? And then, and then, <laughs> then it becomes a Dominic Carter voodoo doll. If you get a, a sudden sharp back pain, you'll know why. Before we go back to the phones, you and I together, Frank, what do you have coming up? Uh, I'm really excited about today's show. We are we're going to run the gamut of subjects uh, that people are interested in, which I like to do. We're going to uh, take the banner from you and from Rita on this uh, Mar-a-Lago raid issue. And a guy that is no stranger to WABC's audience, especially not today, is uh, Alan Dershowitz. He's going to join me. Uh, I've really I've looked at some of the things that he said to John Katzmatidis in that interview and some of the other appearances that he's made. And I'm going to try and really delve down into what the status of this investigation might be and uh, what, uh, you know, what potential crimes could be at play here and what the repercussions are. So we're going to get into that. James Rosen, who uh, is one of the finest journalists in America, as far as I'm concerned, also is a pretty accomplished historian. We'll chat about the raid because he's certainly been covering that. But he is the greatest scholar that I know on the issue of Watergate. It is the 50th anniversary of Nixon resigning, or excuse me, the 48th anniversary of Nixon resigning, the, 48, the 50th anniversary of the Watergate break-in. We're going to delve into what we've learned about Watergate over the last 50 years and how it might alter some people's views about what happened a half century ago and how that's relevant today. And a subject I'm very, very interested in, as you know, we have pizza here each and every Friday. We are going to talk with New York and maybe the world's foremost pizza expert, Scott Wiener of Scott's Pizza Tours. I have never encountered anyone that knows as much about pizza, especially in the New York area, than Scott Wiener. I have a lot of pizza questions. We're going to ask them. Sounds good. I, I look forward to the uh, show. We have a ton of calls. You select the next caller. All right. How about uh, how about Jerry in Piscataway? It's that good, way. Good morning, Jerry. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. 
Yes, good morning. Uh, I want to make a statement. I think Trump should uh, immediately and officially, unless you can think of a different reason not to, to announce that he is going to run for president so that if they charge him, they're charging a person who's already announced he's going to run for president. I, I don't see how it's really relevant. But what what, what do you think? Frank? Uh, my reaction is twofold. One, I don't think Trump needs to do that because the boom in fundraising that he's experienced in the last 24 hours shows that he's enjoying any political benefit that he would enjoy if he made that formal announcement. The other is a more practical reason. The official policy of the RNC in the, going into the primaries is neutrality. So right now, the the Republican National Committee and and Trump's campaign entities are sharing legal bills. Once Trump becomes an official candidate, the RNC will no longer be partnering with Trump on sharing those legal bills. He's got to pay all that on his own. Well, not him himself, but his campaign. So I think Trump still wants to enjoy the RNC partnering with him on paying some of those bills. So I don't see that he gets much of a benefit, and I think it would be more of a financial burden, quite frankly. Next call is George in Nassau County. Good morning, George. You're chatting with Frank and Dominic. Good morning, Dominic. I wanted to respond to that last call. I think her name was Aubrey or Audrey. Audrey. And she's from New York. I'm from New York, too. And she got to understand one thing. We are a sanctuary state, and we're the reason they're coming here in the first place. I don't want to hear anybody from New York complaining about what George Abbott's doing from Texas. Number two, Joe Biden has been doing what... George Abbott's been doing for the last two weeks or two months for the, for the last year and a half. They've been flying them here to Westbury and then coaching them by bus right into Long Island. And I didn't hear anybody complaining about that. And that was done by Joe Biden administration. So why are they so upset about George Abbott? 4,000 people? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say the guy that's probably Gaza wants the National Guard. Right. He was offered 10,000 National Guard for J6. Yeah. She turned him down. I think the uh, the fellow that's probably most upset is the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, because you called him George three times. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's go to Alyssa. Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. Good morning, Frank and Dominic. And thank you, Dominic, for picking up on me. I want to respond to Audrey. Okay, well, we've got 30 seconds to do I know. I'm going to be quick. Let me me do this. Audrey, I will send you – I will personally – if that's what you want, I will personally build you your ship to Mars. And just so we can prove that the the Trumpers are not mean people, I will give you food, water, supplies, everything you can possibly need to spend years in comfort on Mars. And a buddy, you can have Stan – and you call back and let us know how much fun it is to spend years on a spaceship with Stan and living on Mars with him. Alyssa, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. And thanks to Audrey. And thanks to all of you. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Coming up right now, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight on Talk Radio 77 WABC.